Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the show. It's Jamie here again. And I know you guys don't hear from me that often, but I occasionally like to sneak in and steal the spotlight from one of our podcast hosts and just do an amazing interview. And today, the reason that I'm doing this interview is that I've actually got not only a returning guest, but somebody I consider a friend and a colleague in the podcast industry. And so this is somebody that has helped literally hundreds of very, very high level entrepreneurs crush it and launch brand new podcasts. And you guys know, like I work with existing podcasts. Whenever somebody comes to me and they're a high level entrepreneur and they say, Jamie, I want to launch a podcast. I want it to be awesome. My guest today is who I send them to. And so just to give you guys a little bit of a indication of how awesome this guy is, he's the founder of Top 10 Podcasts. He's the author of How to Get Your First 100,000 Downloads in 100 Days. And Lewis has single-handedly launched and consulted with his amazing team. Shouldn't say single-handedly, should I, Lewis? Because you're not single-handedly. Thank you. Not single-handedly, <laughs> yeah. multi-handedly. He's consulted for over 150 podcasts and helped his clients generate literally over 15 million downloads. The dude knows his shit. So, guys, please welcome to the show Lewis Diaz. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Dude, Jamie, it is it's so funny because I met you year a few years ago and you were like in the other side of the world. And um, it's been cool how we've just been stayed in touch so long, man. So thanks for having me. And I'm excited to be here. Dude, super, super happy to be here. And, you know, I know you're off to uh, Croatia in the next couple of days, which is nice. We're, we're kind of pretty close together right now. Costa Rica to where you're based right now is not that far on the East Coast. But yeah, True. pretty soon we're going to be far away again. But, you know, only a text <laughs> message away, which is super nice. So. Absolutely. Lewis, I, I, just before we kind of dive in, you know, one of the things that I get a lot of guests to talk about on this show is their own podcasts. And what's really interesting is I bet, maybe not always, but I bet most podcasts that you go on, you are talking about what you do for other people. And mm -hmm. I want to talk about that a little bit today because I think it's too valuable for us not to talk about. But mm -hmm. I also want to talk a little bit about your own podcast and how that's influenced your business. And I know before the show, you also talked about there being some differences between you know being a guest on other people's shows and making money on your own show as well. And, and you've made money both ways. So I think that's going to be an interesting conversation. But before we get into all that good stuff. Just give us a little bit of a background and a history of your own personal podcasts. You know, where where did you get started with this, with creating your own shows, and and where are you at today with your current shows? Absolutely, man. So um, this takes us back to 20, 2015. I was a, a just recently graduated college. I realized I love health and fitness. I wanted to be a online fitness influencer, online fitness coach. And I realized that I sucked at writing. I sucked at, um, at uh, video, but I could talk when I went to parties or I went to events, I could talk my way into a sale. So I had a good mentor friend of mine. It's like, Hey, you should do podcasts and I'll introduce people to you and I'll, and I'll, I'll help you kind of get started. Um, long story short, bought an $11 course, literally figured tripped and fell over my way to getting that first podcast up, launched about 14 episodes, completely failed. Um, <clears throat> the reason why it was failed is, is the reason why I built my agency, but totally other story long. All you need to know is that it failed, came back, um, a few months later after studying, like what were the top guys like Tim Ferriss and Lewis Howes. And, um, you know, at the time, Ben Greenfield, like, all these bigger guys were doing what exactly were they doing? And I launched a new show called ask the ab guy, which is way more focused, um, on my listener, not myself. And essentially took that show from zero to 19,000 downloads a month, started to monetize it. And then people started to ask me, I think the year later, 2016, early 2017, 
um, hey, how are you doing this? What are you doing? And then I eventually had a few um, few clients. So I started just to work for people for free, just to get my feet, my get you know, get my you know, my head on straight and figure out how to do this for other people. And uh, yeah, man. So that that's kind of like long story short. Um, took what I was doing with my own podcast it, after figuring out a, you know a few things and learning some of the marketing ins and outs of it, and then started to applying it and helping people launch and grow their own shows. Um, and yeah, man, it's just it's been such a fun journey from fitness where I was years ago to transitioning into now talking about podcasting and marketing online and in in, a, in in this scope of like how to market and sell yourself through a podcast and, and launch and be an authority. So that's where I've been the last three years in this space, like really focused and hunkered down on helping people launch, grow and monetize podcasts. Specifically, I'd say like a lot of seven figure entrepreneurs come to us because they want to launch a podcast. And they want to do it right. And they don't want to do, do it wrong or have to start all over again. So, so yeah, um, that's kind of the journey from fitness to podcasting. And that's where I've been focused the last t- couple of years now. So, yeah, so yeah. Man. This is what I say to a, a lot of people because, you know, as much as, you know, I know how to launch a podcast, right? Like, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. most people probably yeah. can recognize that. But, and this is why I send so many people to you, dude, is that there's a very big difference between knowing how to launch a podcast successfully and knowing yeah. how to do the right things with your podcast in order to grow the business, right? And so what mm-hmm. we do with, yeah. say, six-figure entrepreneurs is very different what you do with seven-figure entrepreneurs because it's a different yeah. game we're playing. Now, I always say to people, if you're at six figures and you're at 10K a month and you're trying to get to 100 grand a month, most of the time, your problem you're trying to fix is different to the problem that a yep. seven-figure entrepreneur is trying to fix. You know, For example, I was chatting with someone the other day. His issue is traffic. He doesn't have enough traffic. Whereas most of the seven-figure entrepreneurs that I know, a couple of the guys that you work with, they got endless traffic. They need ways to turn that traffic into more sales. They need to nurture it. They need to turn it into, you know, more book calls. So what would you say, just, you know, beginning uh, this kind of conversation about, you know, the launches with seven-figure entrepreneurs, why is it so important if, you know, if you are, say, a a successful seven-figure entrepreneur or somebody that's doing, you know, over 100K a month and you don't have a podcast, why is that so important to add in, would you say? Yeah, that's such a great question. Question, And, and it, it's, I get the answers from my customers because they'll tell me, not because I actually know them, <laughs> funny enough. So a lot of times, seven-figure entrepreneurs have a few problems. Not everyone, but generally, this is what I find. Number one, they're scared. They're scared shitless of Facebook shutting them down. <clears throat> You know, um, or Instagram or YouTube or their email list getting taken from them or their, you know, their ESP getting seized or whatever, frozen. They are scared of that stuff. That stuff keeps them up at night. Cause if you have one traffic source, I'll tell you right now, you are one account shut down away from being completely out of traffic. And that's scary. I don't care if that's organic, maybe you have a million followers online or you have like you're you're doing spending 20, 30, 50 grand a month in ads. That is pretty am scary. So a lot of people, number one, from in the seven figure range, I would say they come because they know they need an organic uh, channel that they cannot be taken away from them. That is going to allow them to build authority and nurture their existing leads. Yes, it can get more leads, but more importantly, they're looking around, they're saying, I have a bunch of traffic that I haven't converted um, or it slipped through the cracks because we're busy. And and I have, you know, I have a few salespeople that are doing some follow-up, but some, but they're not doing the best kind of follow-up. So I know like I can tell you, cause I'm that guy right now. Like I know things are slipping through the cracks, but I, allow, I use my podcast to reach out to those people, to connect with them authentically in a one-to-one medium 
um, and do the heavy lifting. So problem or reason number one, they, they launch a podcast or, or, or should consider it or whatever the reason is because it is a stable channel that is not going anywhere that, that is not going to get taken from them. Number two, it's going to help you nurture your existing lead flow and better convert that traffic into a warm potential sale or a warm sale. So those are the main two. Um, we could, we could spin on this, you know, spin on this for hours, you and I, Jamie, because we probably have both seen some big benefits as having a podcast, but those are for me are the top two that I find people come for. Yeah. And what do you find is like the biggest resistance that people have? So, you know, I'm sure you speak to yeah. so many people who are, you know, on the edge, but you know, there's something that's holding them back. I know for me, there was, you know, a lot of what I believed to be true about podcasting actually was not the case at all. You know, what I thought right. was going to be the hardest problem actually was the easiest one. And, and another thing that I thought was going to be cake actually turned out to be really difficult. What do you see as being the biggest sort of resistant pieces that stop people from, from diving in with this? I think um, there's a lot of what ifs. What if I run out of content to talk about? What if I get too busy? What if the tech's too hard? What if I have a crappy setup and I look unprofessional? What if my team can't handle the, the, the load? What if it costs too much money? What if I don't make any money? What if I don't get no clients? There's a million and one what ifs that run through their mind and they're not thinking about, or they're not considering it as like, hey, let's test this for a year. Let's put out really good content. And then at the end of the day, if one person listens, I know for damn sure that that person is going to get amazing content because I spent a lot of time and effort into making sure it's really good content. A lot of times we, they don't start because there's so many what ifs. And like I'm trying to roll out and launch an event next year. There's a million and one what ifs for an event that I'm, it's so easy for me to sweep in the back of my mind. Like, Oh, I'll do it later. I'll, I'll, I'll task this off to my ops manager because it's, it's overwhelming. And in a confused mind doesn't begin, nor do they buy. So confused mind, an overwhelmed mind, they're not going to get started. So that's the biggest thing. And I, I totally can, can empathize. It's not their fault. Like it is very, um, it's a lot of this micro decisions you have to make to launch a podcast um, or to do anything similar to that. Right. So, so I do, I'd say for sure. And you've probably experienced this too. Like there's a million and one things um, that you have to do and, and, and plan and organize to get this going. Um, especially if you want to get it going and, and you're a seven figure person who cares about your image, like you probably want this to be mildly successful. So that adds another layer of like, like, Oh shit. Like I can't just do it. And then, you know, like throw it away in a month. If it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't really work out because people watch. Totally. You know, and I, and I see as well, like I've got, I've got so many friends that, you know, doing probably seven figures plus who've been talking about doing a podcast forever, you know, and oh, yeah. me and you probably have these conversations more than anyone else because we're in the podcast space. So when we chat with people, they usually bring it up. They're like, Oh yeah, I've been meaning to do one for forever. I'm like, yeah, I've had it planned. I've had the name, you know, I bought seven cameras and I set up all the stuff, but like, I didn't actually end up doing the thing. You know, and it's, yep. and it's the same thing I say to everybody is like a lot of the time, you know, if you're in this position, the problem is when we are resourceful entrepreneurs who can build businesses to a million dollars plus, you know, a year, the problem that we often hit is that we, we probably could figure this out ourselves if we had enough time, resilience and dedication. But the problem is you don't have any of that. You know, you don't have the time, you don't have the you know capacity to go and do it. 
And so I've seen most of those seven figure entrepreneurs who said, you know, Hey, I'm just going to figure this out by myself. Like I know it's not that complicated, never actually getting it out of the door, you know, and this is, no this way. is the big reason I say yeah. like, you know, get some help, like get someone to come in and support you with this, you know, you'll get it actually out there and then you can improve it and make it better over time. But to begin with, it's just, you know, I always tell people like, I don't know if you've ever heard these ones, Lewis, but like I listen to Alex Hamozi a lot and there's one episode yep. he did, dude. And he was like in the car and it's like, he's like talking and riffing on something. And it's like, turn left on Wisteria <laughs> Boulevard. And like his <laughs> GPS is talking over the top. Cause he's like recording on his phone. And like every 20 seconds, it's like, go around the roundabout. And it's just like, it's talking over him the whole time. And I just remember that. And I'm like, this is brilliant because it's such a great example. I also heard Gary V like Gary V was once doing a podcast episode. He was on a plane. Like you could barely hear the dude. And it was like this terrible audio quality. But I yeah. remember listening to it and thinking, damn, that was like a super good episode. But, you know, right. these people don't care. They put it out there. And I think that's where people get stuck a lot, right? Definitely. Yeah, exactly. It, it's there's I get some people like that. The majority of people are afraid to to look like that, to look because it's going to tarnish their brand. And it's like to a certain extent, I understand. But at the same time, I'm just like, if it's really good content, dude, and it's like, it's it's so what if you're in a car, it doesn't sound that good or if it's a little, maybe you can hear my AC in the background here. Like, I don't know. But I know if I'm going to say something really, really good and I know I'm confident in myself, I have a little, I have some confidence. I find a lot of this is like, is a lot of that is rooted in security um, mm -hmm. and, and just like a personal insecurity, which is a whole, I'm not a, a psycho, like a therapist or anything, but I, I just get it. Like, Hey, I, cause what does it mean about you? If you, people think your podcast is shitty and then they think you're shitty. It's like, so there's a lot of mental thing, mental game. I think that goes into that and, and making sure that if, you know, like you said, just do it, put it out there. Um, and especially like, like you see Gary V and Alex Ramosi, they, they produce great content and nobody ever says anything about the, the audio quality. It's fine. And, and even if they did say something, it's pretty much, they're not going to really worry about it because they they're confident who they are and their brand. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm glad you brought that up. That's a huge piece. Right. It's the same. I always think of it as like email copywriters, right? Like I see some people who bash email copywriters because they spelt their wrong in their email, right? Like they like use the wrong <laughs> or they yeah, didn't right. put a comma in the right place. You know, and most of the people are like, I, I saw Alex Becker do a post about this and he's like, I've made literally tens of millions of dollars and I don't know how to fucking spell properly. And I don't care. You know, it's fine. You know, <laughs> those right, of you guys right. who are the there warriors, like, you know, let me know how you're doing in business right now. But like, it just is not that important. And I think once we yeah. realize that it's a, it's a big realization of, Oh man, like so many of these things are just getting in the way. I could probably just get it out there, you know? Exactly. And here's the thing too. Like if you are like, I, it took me forever. Like kid you not, dude, it took me until my mid twenties to realize the difference between there, like they and there and there are it's like it's it's the right, weirdest most one of the most embarrassing things of my life and like i literally like my my wife my now wife my then girlfriend at the time um when we were dating she literally this is like when i was before i was when i was dating my wife i we kind of knew we knew each other like we were in a couple months in but she literally texted me one day and said like honey like you really gotta spell check your 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 facebook posts because they look <laughs> horrible and i'm like Oh my God. So embarrassing. Um, but at the same time, um, yeah, like if you just realize that that, that stuff really doesn't, it, it matters to a certain extent, but it's not like the end of the world and get over it, keep moving, keep improving. Um, you'll go a lot farther. 
So, totally, man. Yeah. Totally, man. So, I want to change up gears a bit and talk a little bit more about your personal podcast and your personal experience. And, and there's two topics I want to jive on. The one being the you know being a podcast guest versus being a podcast host. But I'll leave that for the end. I want to start off talking about your own shows. And I know you had podcast domination, and then we've rebranded. We've gone to the top ten podcasts. Um, one thing that's really interesting to me, and and I'll share this from maybe like a place of vulnerability was that, you know, when I started off with my podcast journey, um, we made a lot of money really quickly and we figured out this podcast, you know, process. And you guys who are listening, who know me, we call it podcast closing. It's, you know, attracting our dream customer via an interview, having an amazing interview, having an amazing conversation, giving them everything they need, and then just seeing if they need help in their business. And most of the time Mm -hmm. they do because we've done a good job of attracting them. And uh, in the beginning, we did really well with this, you know, and we did a lot of this for ourselves. And then for about a year and a half, maybe nearly two years, we didn't really do any of that process for ourselves anymore because our business kind of took off in a different direction and we were still teaching people this method. But I wasn't really doing it for myself because my time and energy needed to be other places, you know, and coming back full circle at the beginning of this year. And I know me and you have kind of talked about this. We've really got back into sort of drinking our own Kool-Aid again, which is, you know, doing our process, scaling it. And, you know, today our entire client acquisition system is just the methodology we teach people. And that, you know, feels really good. So, you know, just kind of sharing that from a place of vulnerability, because I know when we do our own podcasts, when we teach podcasting, sometimes it can be a bit of more of a rocky road than we realize. Can you kind of take us a bit behind the scenes of, you know, what, what, you know, this process has been like for you when it comes to your podcast and and what sort of impact that's had on your business? Yeah. It was a funny thing is I think my business, how my business has changed in the past 12 months has impacted how I viewed my podcasting. For example, I rebranded my show from the podcast domination show, which was decently specific to how to get your first hundred thousand listeners or 100,000 podcasts. That's the name of my show. I went from broadly broad to very specific on what exactly I'm going to promise. Same thing with my business name. Like the business, the name of my business changed from podcast domination to top 10 podcasts to focusing on one thing. Um, And I've I've noticed that just like in my episodes and the specificity in which I get into the details of certain topics um, and even how I'm planning content, like that, the, the change from like, going just random, which I did for many years and I did it okay. Random episodes every single week, just different tap tools, tips and tactics to saying, Hey, now we're just going to do a series on one topic, drill down on it, get really good at it. And then we're going to move and take a month off and, and move to another topic like that. Building a rhythm in my podcast has infl- has impacted how I like look at my weeks and how I look at my months and how I look at my business. Like it doesn't need to all be a sprint. It does not need to be a, a rush, rush, rush to get something out the door every single week and every single day. So, um, yeah, man, it's like, so the specificity piece, the, the feeling like removing re- my, or giving myself permission to be okay with taking a month off from podcasting just because like, I don't feel like podcasting or I'm busy. We're doing, we're onboarding a ton of clients and we've got other podcasts to deal with, you know, I've, I've removed the pressure from myself having to be that guy. And, and yeah, and like, I appreciate like the vulnerability because like sometimes in, in everything I teach, I don't always preach or I preach it, but I don't always do it like behind right. the scenes. I'm maybe too busy or I may be focused on something else, but do I still think it's a great strategy for somebody else in the right place in the right time? Absolutely. So it, it's, it's, um, it's been a big train, a big learning experience for me this year, especially like being more specific in your episodes and then relieving your 
giving yourself permission to take a month off after doing a series of five episodes and then just say, Hey, I'll, we'll be back with the next episode, with the next series in six weeks. And, and that those two changes alone, man, have really, that's taught me a lot about my business. My yeah. Taught me a lot in business and vice versa. So, yeah, I think, I think being specific about the outcome is so important. And, you know, we've actually gone oh, yeah. through a similar change in our own business right now. You know, our, our, program used to be called Podcast Profit Accelerator. Now we're rebranding it to be called Six Figure Podcast. You know, it's the Six Figure Podcast program. And the same mm-hmm. thing with our show. You know, this this show that we're on today is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You know, and it's again like this is the outcome that we deliver for people. We help you build, you know, a six figure podcast. And so I think, you know, getting crystal clear on that is super powerful when you're looking at, you know, creating episodes for the show. And I don't know about you, but for me, it helps me have a much more specific lens in which I'm asking questions on interviews in which I'm creating content. I'm literally saying, you know, and and I read a, a good email by Ian Stanley recently that talked about this. It's this idea of, you know, the North star, you know, what is the one thing in your business, which if you focus on that, you can, you know, help and achieve and get to the next level. And so for him, his big thing was, you know, if we look through the lens of what can we do to build a million people on our email list? We'll ask the question, you know, does this get us closer to the goal or does it not? And so I kind of look at these lenses of our outcome as the same thing. It's saying, you know, mm-hmm. if this is the outcome, 100,000 downloads for the show or, you know, for us, like six figure uh, podcast, whichever one it is or whatever the outcome is, when you look through that lens as a filter, it really helps you to get way more specific on, you know, the delivery of the product, the content, all of those different pieces. And it, and it hones right. people in on this is where you're taking them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's that clarity that allows you to move faster and clarity allows you to direct the team better. It allows the customer to get more value because they see exactly why they're here and exactly why you're doing everything in your process, which is amazing when you had that. And it's funny because like you only, I only realized how important that was when I didn't have it. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh yeah, like having specificity around the North Star and the goal and that allows you to plan and to execute and to prepare your questions better. Um, and it makes for a more unique podcast, which is with over two and a half or 2.7, whatever million down podcasts are now. It's like, you need to be specific because there, you can't just, you, you can't just do the same thing that works five, six years ago. It just doesn't work anymore. Right. So, yeah, so I appreciate we- that. With your own business now, Lewis, because I know things have changed a little bit and, you know, now you're running ads and you're getting more traffic coming in, you know, how has that impacted the podcast and its effectiveness and and what differences have you seen? You know, for example, have you seen more book calls coming in? Have you seen more, you know, people mm. responding, more reviews? Like what's been the sort of knock-on effect of that? The knock-on effect of ads, what I love about it is that it's it's, it's just like it's brought more people who we can help. Maybe not right now, maybe not today, but like what I do is the same thing I, we taught our clients is like you bring them in with ads and then you use the podcast to follow up. You use the podcast to nurture them. You use the podcast to groom them into good clients. And, and that is really where I've seen the effect of ads help. Um, it's also helped me realize, helped me understand, like it's it given me a better feedback loop. So now we have a bigger email list and a bigger Facebook group. So when I ask questions, I get answers faster. Hey, what are you guys struggling with? What part of your process do you hate? What um, part of your podcast content creation process do you think you need help on? I get answers and feedback on all that stuff. So now we can go to the market and help people faster and produce episodes 
that are more targeted towards their problems. So the ads have helped us in those two areas, I'd say the most um, when it comes to the podcasts. And then, and, you know, the next thing is like going to be the monetization. I, I know we've already talked about, you know, having you come in and teach, teach a lot of our clients the monetization piece, which I'm excited for. So um, yeah, the ads have, have, and I think I've heard this with everybody, like ads will amplify what you, what you truly are doing. Like it'll amplify a mess or it'll amplify a masterpiece. So depending on what you have, and it, it's a working process, there's no, it's not like, it's not black and white, but it'll just amplify everything you're doing. Um, good or bad. <laughs> so <laughs> you kind of see the problems and mistakes really quickly then. Yeah. That makes so much so, sense. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Awesome. Last thing I want to kind of touch on here is this principle. And, uh, we were talking about this before we got started on the show of, yep. you know, a lot of people when they're considering jumping in, in the podcast space, or maybe they're already in the podcast space, they sometimes have the, you know, the grass is always greener concept. It's like, oh man, like if I just get on more shows, I'll get more traffic, you know, but man, if I, if I have my own show, I'm going to be able to, you know, collect people and nurture them and even sell to people better. And you've had experience of both making money with your podcast. And you've also had experience of going on other people's shows and making money that way as well. So I'm curious right. to know just your own experience of the differences between that and what your thoughts are on it. Yeah. So I think you need both. I do. I truly, in my heart of hearts, think you need both. And like you, we've pro both probably made money with going on shows and also having our own podcast. So like there's value in ha having your own platform and, and accessing other people's audiences. So for me, it comes down to looking at where are you at right now in your journey? If you need clients like right away, <laughs> you need to probably plug yourself into an audience that is like, that is hungry for what you're selling you know, other people's podcasts primarily, right? You need to get in front of new faces and get new opportunities and get people to say yes. If you are saying, hey, I want to build something for the long term, I want to build something that is going to last because the fact of the matter is your podcast is going to be, it's going to be easier for them to find you there than it is if you're just one episode out of 400 on someone else's show, right? Um, so so having something that's going to last, it's, it's going to be better if you have a podcast. Um, if you're someone who's like, hey, I want to build for later. I don't need I don't need clients like today. I can I have some time. I have some room. I can spend some time building this foundation of, of this new platform. Then the pot having your own podcast is going to be better. Right. And you can always sprinkle in the interviews. But for me, when it comes to monetizing both of those platforms, what I found the 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 difference is is when it comes to the, the podcast, being on other people's podcasts, you can be a great interviewer, you can have a great offer, but it doesn't mean Jack Dilly squad if, if the audience is not resonating with you. Meaning if like, if I go on a podcast about art, I am not gonna sell anything. Cause, or, or you know, like, I don't know anything about art. People don't care about art. Like they don't care about podcasting at least. Um, so it has, the audience has to be a fit. You could have a subpar offer and a subpar message, but if you have a hungry audience, you know this, like, they're mm. probably going to, you're going to get some sales. So the biggest thing with podcast guesting is that you have to make sure that the audience, the audience is the right fit. And there's no, um, to my knowledge, there's no easy way to find that out. You have to actually become a listener. You have to actually realize what the host is selling. You have to actually look at the comments in their social and their, on their podcast on Apple, look at the reviews and really dig in to see like, Hmm, is, is my avatar here? Are there males who are seven figure CEOs between the ages of 30 to 50 listening to this show, right? Like that, that's the kind of question you got to answer is my audience here. Cause if it is, then you could probably get on there and, and get some clients and, or, or get some conversations started at least now um, with your own podcast. I find that 
yes, like we all know there's different ways to monetize. You can monetize your sponsorships. You can sell your own offers. You can sell JV offers, someone else's offer, right? When it comes to monetizing your own platform, it really just depends on what your business model is. Meaning I have clients that make five to 10 grand a month on, on sponsorships because that's their business model. They're all about, you know, promoting other products and it's like, and in their, in their market, in this, in their space that they're in, it's very normal and natural. It's very easy fit. So the business model works better for the sponsorship model works for them. Other clients have a high ticket offer that's six to 10 K. And it's like, they don't make any money with, with sponsors. They do everything they do is to drive people to book a call. So it's to drive people from the podcast to booking a call um, or to buying their hundred dollar challenge that upsells into the, the big ticket thing. Right. So with your own podcast, it just depends on the business model. And for me, there's three main types. There's the sponsorships, there's the high ticket offer, or there's the offer, the thing where it's like, you're selling someone else's thing. It's like, Hey, I'm going to have Jamie on and we're going to do a JV. So, you know, that, and that's really the kind of the three main models that I look at for monetizing your own podcast. There's no wrong way to do it. It just depends on what makes the most sense for you. Yeah, the audience fit part is the really big thing that resonated with me. I mean, one thing we've recently done, and this was a huge mistake on my part, which I wish we figured out much earlier. Um, but I used to kind of exclusively sell to, you know, marketers and specifically we we did a lot within the ClickFunnels community. And, you know, it was yeah. like, hey, we are, you know, the podcast peeps, like come to us and we'll help you do some monetization with the podcast. And one thing I realized very recently is that, you know, trying to get somebody to do something that they aren't already doing is sometimes, you know, fantastically challenging, you know, especially when yeah. you were working with a lot more, you know, beginner people, you know, it makes a lot more sense if you've got to, you know, seven figures, adding a new channel for a beginner, like it's, it's really challenging. And so one of the big things that we recently did is we started connecting and collaborating with people who have very podcast specific audiences, as in mm -hmm. people like you, people like um, some of the other people that we've been connecting with. And, you know, one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, previously we might have got in front of an audience which might have been 10 or 100 times the size but it's actually way more relevant to be on a show where there are a bunch of podcasters listening you know because yeah. <laughs> i help podcasters right. make more money and most of the people listening have podcasts it just naturally is yeah. going to make a lot more sense and it's so obvious when you say it out loud but so many of us overlook it and yep. this was one of my big realizations is there are these very specific podcasts out there where, you know, if you work with a very, very specific type of person, there might be a podcast out there that has a hundred listeners or 300 listeners or 500 listeners, but like the amount of those people that might take you up on what it is that right. you offer can be dramatically more than a, than a generalized show. So, you know, I, I just wanted to reemphasize that point because it's huge, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And this is like, it's it, right. It, it seems like elementary, like, yeah, obviously the audience needs to be a fit, but it's the slight difference between marketers and marketers who have a podcast could mean the difference between hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in, in revenue. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it is a big, big difference. So it's exactly what you mean. What you're saying is like, if you focus more on people who have, who have podcasters coming to them for advice and tips and growth and monetization, it's going to be way more profitable with a lot less people then if you go to um, I don't know, Lewis House, who has a lot of inspiration, motivational, deep, bigger thinking and bigger, just uh, more broader topics. Uh, and I always I always get that because you get two. there's two schools of thought when it comes to uh, podcast guesting, right? There's people who want to go on and make money. 
And then people want to go on for vanity metrics. I got on Ed Milet's show. I got on Joe Rogan and totally fine, whatever your game is. Um, but if you want to make money, you have to make sure that the audience is actually interested in and willing to purchase what you have. So it's, it's, it's a great uh, realization you made there, man. Like to realize huh, yeah. I should be talking to people who have podcast audiences. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. so obvious, but yeah, massively overlooked for a really long time. Um, so yeah, if you yeah. guys are listening to this right now and you're having the same realization, don't do a me like focusing on that shit. It's really powerful. Um, yeah. so Lewis, this is, this has been super fun. Like I love like riffing on podcasting stuff. You know, it just like flows really naturally as you might expect yeah, yeah. And to, you know, friends who just love geeking out on podcasts. Um, is there anything that else that you wanted to share with the audience that maybe I didn't ask you a question about or anything else you can think of that might be just valuable to mention? Yeah. Um, I think that's a great question. I think so. I mean, just kind of bigger picture wise, I think the industry right now, the podcast industry is just getting bigger. There's better technology now for measuring and tracking numbers, like how much money you made in a campaign and how many downloads you got from a specific channel. So that's really exciting stuff. I think I'm geeking out on that personally. Um, so, so yeah, I think that it's not even a question. It's more just like putting it out there that like the, the industry is getting more direct response friendly if i had to say it in one weird way <laughs> like there's more tracking and available now than before it was like such a black box you're like i don't know if that works we have no way to measure it so right um yeah man that, that's pretty much it on my end um yeah i got nothing i love else that and, good spots. and for a lot of the people who are listening you know you guys are podcasters you're you know you a lot of you are fueling your businesses by the show where you're trying to do so you know this is an important thing to kind of be aware of is that Someone said to me a while ago, it's like, you know, strap your rocket ship to a methodology or market that is, you know, taking off. And, you know, one of the big things that both of us realize, and hopefully you guys realize too, is that podcasting is not going anywhere and it is only continuing to accelerate, you know, as things blow up and, you know, figuring out how to make the most of your podcast in terms of using it to nurture those leads. Like we talked about with Lewis, if your business is a bit further along or even just figuring out how to make money with it and get clients coming in can be huge. So yeah, I think uh, super, super important points. So Lewis, I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll definitely have you back again, 100%. I'm super excited to see where your business goes in the next couple of months, in the next couple of years. I think it's going to be a, a fun ride. If people want to learn more from you, figure out how to get those first 100,000 downloads, figure out how to get you know to the next level, where can they go? Where should we send them? Um, yeah. So, so if you're, you know, doing six high six figures or seven figures and you want to launch a podcast and like, kind of like a done for you, white glove fashion, then, um, or if not, you just want to learn more about me, the best place to probably go is to top 10 and the, the number 10. So one zero top 10 podcasts with an S at the end.com. Um, that URL, you type that into Google and it should take you to the right place. Um, if nothing's changed, but yeah, yeah. So top 10 podcasts.com is the best place to go for sure. I love it, guys. And yeah, just so you guys know, like I said at the beginning, you know, this is where I send all the people who are seven figures who are like, hey, you know, we're doing we're doing 50, 60, 70, 100,000, 200,000 dollars a month and we want to launch podcasts. I'm like, this is your guy over here. And, you know, I'll repeat it again. Lewis is the guy that I send everybody to. You guys should listen to him. He's really good at what he does, too. So, guys, thank you for listening to the show. Lewis, thanks for coming on and being a guest. Always fun to chat with you. And for everybody who's listening at home, make sure if you enjoyed this episode to let me know what you liked about it. Hit me up on Instagram at Jamie Atkinson. Let me know your thoughts on what your big takeaway was from the episode. And uh, we hope to catch you on the next show. All right, guys, take care. We'll see you on the next one.